Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing legendary copywriter, the fastest copywriter ever, Jack Turk. Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Seth, it's so great to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, we are well, You are welcome. I am so excited because I've actually been a fan of yours for years. I've bought products you've produced. I've bought books you've edited. Um, I know you didn't start out as a copywriter, and I believe, if I'm correct, your first quote-unquote copywriting job was working for my marketing mentor and um, you know the biggest legend in the business, Dan Kennedy. How did you get started? Uh, my my pal, I go back quite a ways. Um, I got into right. I've been a writer forever. I got into writing in college um, after shifting from uh, paper science, which I'm kind of a I'm kind of a dry, boring, dull, technical kind of guy. And uh, I got into science. I like science. I got into science in college, but um, I, I found that that was even drier, boring, and more technical than I was interested in. Uh, so I wound up uh, answering an ad in the student paper about can you be funny, and it was for like a radio comedy group for the student radio station. And I got into doing that. One of the guys in the group was uh, Tim Allen, who I knew back in like 1976 and 70 through 76 through 79. And I'm still friends with Tim Allen. Uh, he actually goes on. I actually appeared on television with Tim in uh, 1977 uh, on a one o'clock in the morning and a Battle Creek TV show. So I go back with him a long time. But I got into writing back then, uh, changed, changed majors, got into English. And basically after I graduated college, I did technical writing for a lot of companies all across the U.S. Bounced around from Michigan to Texas and bounced from there to, to back to Indiana, then to Boston, worked for a company that was part of Kodak, and then I got into Microsoft in 1989 and worked with a bunch of of writing there. Um, So did a little bit of marketing writing, but mostly it was all technical writing. I did the first health file for Windows Media Player. I did the programmer documentation for for, uh, Windows Video. I stood on stage with Bill Gates at the multimedia PC launch event in New York City. Worked on Age of Empires. I was a game designer for a while. Worked on Age oh of Empires. Oh my God! I on... used to be obsessed with that game. I can't tell you how much of my life I devoted to all of the different versions of Age <laughs> of Empires. That is awesome. <laughs> I wrote a ton of books. I wrote a lot. Several of the books for Age of Empires. Some of the manuals and 
I was engaged with that, that product for years. I did Flight Simulator. I did instructional design for Flight Simulator 2000. I worked on a bunch of, I was a game designer for a bunch of games that never shipped. And I left Microsoft uh, on my, uh, to be honest, left on my 50th birthday uh, when my boss was hanging up my happy birthday sign on my office. I said, uh, come in, come in, I got to talk to you about something. So I quit on my 50th birthday to become a full-time magician. Another thing we've got in Oh, you're, you're a magician also. That's how I got into the Planet Dan Kennedy marketing world is because I bought the ultimate marketing course for magicians that never fails from Dave D. That was me too. That's how that we have the exact same entry point to the Dan Kennedy. I world. bought that. It worked. I said, would this work in my real business as a financial advisor? He said, yes. I said, where'd you learn it? He said the two words that changed my life. He said, Dan Kennedy. Oh, gosh. So we have real, we definitely have similar backgrounds. Yeah, I got into all that stuff through Dave, and I wound up buying uh, Dave's info products business to magicians. Ah, so I, so was actually, I think I, I was going to say, I, I think Brad had also bought part of that because I, I bought recently um, the Success Magic course that I had always wanted when I was in my 20s but could never afford at the time. I finally got it because we actually did a trade and I did some Infusionsoft consulting for Brad in exchange for the course. <laughs> yeah, I, I sold the I sold the, the business to, to Brad after I after I bought it from Dave. I ran it for like oh I don't know, but so I wrote I wrote eight years. I ran it for about eight years. Then I sold it to Brad because I just wanted to get into something different. Um, I got into G and basically I kept doing stuff for uh, I did magic shows. I was doing two three hundred magic shows. That's how I got into you know doing set of do copy. I just started writing copy for myself. You know, marking myself just kind of like you I'm sure. And yep. I got you know, pretty decent at it. You know, I sent all this money to Dave and eventually um, Dave started hiring me out to do little projects for him and I wound up doing a lot of stuff with Dave. You know, I worked with Dave, you know, on a lot of different things, psychic sales, all kinds of stuff for years. And uh, when Dave went to GCIC at the time uh, as head of marketing, he brought me along and that's how I became the head copywriter for GCIC, which I did from 2012 to 2015. And that's kind of how I got into copy. I was doing a lot of copies with a lot of other people too, but I wound up doing, you know, tons for GKS, obviously, you know, that's the copy, copy factory. You got to grind out stuff all the time. So I got pretty good at that and pretty fast. We ran a couple, we had a couple other copywriters working in the team and it was a lot of fun. In 2015, I said, Hey, I got to, I want to do this on my own. So I left in 2015. And since then I just been, I have a few clients. I still work with, uh, GKIC and then and now no BS. I still do a lot of stuff with them. As I mentioned, um, I was the editor on their last, most recent book, uh, Renegade Millionaire, uh, with Dan and Lee. Um, I basically took the content and re rebuilt the book, basically, on all their amazing content that they had for years and years. And I edited the book and uh, helped them on that project. I do a lot of other projects for them too. Uh, still, which is a lot of fun, uh, as well as some other. I have other clients, uh, some in the dental industry. One guy's in the dental industry. I've done some work with lawyers and attorneys. I've done financial. I've done some financial. Actually, I just wrapped up a project with a, with a financial advisor, and uh, I've kind of bounced around a lot of different industries. But it's a lot of fun. I, I just love writing copy. All right. So, absolutely incredible background. If it hasn't filled a book, you should have your own. Now let's talk about marketing. Um, let's talk about growing a business because you've done that for many different businesses, including your own. 
So what are some of the biggest mistakes you see business owners making when it comes to copywriting and trying to get their message out and trying to grow their business? I think one of the, the biggest message, biggest mistakes is obviously really not understanding their audience and not getting that clear in their heads. I think one of the advantages I had, I, I learned this, you know, just doing marketing as a magician. Uh, I was very clear as to who my preferred customer was up here in the, uh, the greater Seattle area for doing, I do as a family entertainer. I did David's birthday party. I did hundreds, hundreds, thousands, thousands of birthday parties. And I was probably, I don't know if I was the most successful, but I had to be in the top, you know, the top 5% easily, top two, one to 5% in terms of do, booking birthday parties. And I was able to do that because I really understood my customer who, who in my mind was a professional businesswoman, probably 30, early 30s, that, you know, that range, worked in, worked as a professional, had, had, a, had a very busy life, hard, you know, just very driven, you know, high, high focus, high energy, um, and felt, you know, loved their kids, loved their kids, but, you know, really wanted to do something special. So I wrote a letter to that person. I understood, and I understood her worries about, you know, gosh, you're going to bring somebody in your home, you know. So you got to address that in your sales piece. You know, you got to address that that real fear. You're bringing a stranger in your house. So I really, I think that is the biggest mistake I think a lot of businesses do. They really just don't go deep in understanding not only superficially the customer, but like what's really what's really holding them back from hiring you. What, what are the things that will keep them from hiring? What are they worried about you? And make sure you address those. I think that makes a lot of sense. What do you, what are some of the biggest mistakes? I mean, you talk about understanding your target market, which is obviously, you know, Dan has taught us is 50% of the success or failure of your marketing. What about the, what about the mistakes? Like you get direct response marketing in the mail, you get it on your Facebook newsfeed, you get it everywhere. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see them making other than not understanding their target market? I, uh, one is they, they fail to actually ask for the sale. I mean, a lot of people still, it's not clear what I'm supposed to do. That, that's a big, I think that is a, I don't know why that is. They invest all this money on an ad and they don't really make it clear what, what you're supposed to do with it. Um, I see that a lot. There's no real clear call to action. Another thing I've seen, and I think this is one I, I've struggled with clients over the years, is I think they have, they hold back a little bit about making the very best offer they can. I think that is a huge mistake that happens over and over again. We have this notion, I'm going to sell this widget for, let's say, 500 bucks. And I know it's worth 500 bucks, and I'm going to sell for 500 bucks coming from hell or high water, it's going to be 500 bucks. And in reality, you know, maybe that's not the best offer you could have made. It's not that appealing. Maybe given the context of what's going on in the universe, that's just not the best offer, not the right offer at this point in time. And because I have a basic philosophy, I think to create a really great offer, it should actually hurt you a little bit. You should, you should kind of wince, I think. To make sure you got something that's really appealing, you should make, I think it should make you almost feel like I'm kind of giving away the farm a little bit here. That to me, uh, are, those are two of the mistakes I see a lot. I don't think there are people are stepping up 
in that case. I love that. That's a great way to put that. I that the offer your offer should be so good that it makes you hurt a little bit to promote it. Obviously, that's one way. I mean, you're certainly going to make it irresistible at that point. Um, since you brought up offers, how do you create your offers? Because you've worked on some amazing high converting products that have sold millions of dollars. How do you, what is your process like in terms of creating an offer? I think first off, uh, I, I you, know, you, you, you put together everything. You first got to understand what, what the hole in the life of the customer is that you can solve. And you really want to configure it around that. I tried, to, and you're just doing, you just doing birthday parties, you know. I, I tried to make sure that I provided a, an experience, A, made the, the child a star in, in front of all his friends or her friends, and also made mom look great in front of all her friends. So those were the worry, and those were kind of the big holes they wanted filled. And I thought, so that's the big thing. You got to make sure you, people aren't, again, it's the old saying, you know, people don't buy a drill because they want a drill, they don't, they don't want the drill bit. They want like a quarter inch hole. Yeah. So you know, they don't care about the drill bit. They care about the quarter inch hole. That's what they want. So you got to really understand that quarter inch hole in somebody's life, a customer's life. And so then when you have that in mind, then you go, okay, what's the best way to, to fill that hole, to create that hole? <laughs> what's the best way to make sure that hole exists? And it's taken care of. And you look at all the things you can package. And this I mean, there's real there's a real art to doing offers and it and it kind of some I mean and Dan talks about this too. Sometimes you you put you you'll create all the different pieces, like particularly in info products, you know, where you're actually doing some training to people and helping them build up a skill set or create an expertise or enable to solve any problem like how to write how to write copy faster or something like that. Um, you want to look through all the all the things, all the pieces mechanically you can put together for them, and then bonuses. Dan talks about you know things you can bonus in that are not necessarily filling that specific hole, but fill like related holes and and really augment it and just just to just hit, hit some hit hit a scratch an itch that they may have also. He's actually talked about people you know like. Yeah, what was it? The example of Sports Illustrated. People yes. would buy Sports Illustrated magazine, you know, for the coffee cup or the, <laughs> or the football whatever. Phone. You know, Dan, the football phone. Yeah, the the football phone. That was the example Dan gave. Yeah, he he talked about that. He bought. He signed up for some, uh, I think, direct marketing associate or whatever, because it had like the world's greatest marketer coffee cup or something. Yes, you know? the mug. Yes, really. He didn't really care about the magazine, but he really he wanted that that stupid mug, and so. That's how it's, you know, the bonus actually is a more of a, a driver of the offer than the actual product itself. And that's, so that's kind of the art, the magic of offers. You kind of think it, but again, it boils down to really understanding your customer and really understanding, you know, the holes in their life, the, the, the challenges, the, the, the fears and the pain and the dreams and the hopes that they have, how you plug those, how you fill those and mesh with those. Um, that's that's kind of the art and craft of it. Now you've worked on many many multi million dollar promotions. What's the favorite marketing campaign you've ever written? Honestly, I think one of the, I, it's like for one of my clients who's in the in the uh, the dental space, and he's he's just a wonderful, 
he's a wonderful he's wonderful people. He's just wonderful people, and he's great at what he does in supporting them. And we put this. We actually. I think it's one of the one we just did. It's a uh, it's a campaign for a, a five video instructional series to help people to help dentists you know, survive this very difficult time. This is an extremely challenging time for dentists. And we, together with uh, uh, with his team, we put together a, a marketing campaign and the structure of, of five training videos. And it included, you know, direct mail. It included a, a email campaign. Um, it included like a, an assessment, which was specifically engineered to help lead people through the process of understanding their what they really wanted to be as a, in their practice and how they wanted to move their practice forward. And that had led to like a, a follow-up to, to drive to a consultation. And that whole, it, it's kind of an under, again, that's an under the radar kind of campaign that I just worked on, but it had so many different pieces. You know, I put together uh, outlines for all the videos and helped sequence those and the landing page for the videos. We, we've had a huge success with the landing page, um, like over 60%. Um, people opting in for this are very happy with the opt-in rates. The cold yeah, rate. I was going to say, anybody would be happy with 60%. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's just, it just, it's just done great. So, I mean, and there's such, and, and what I love about working with this client, he's just so, such a decent quality person that, you know, more people get to know about it who can use his help. I mean, I think that's the best thing about it. Um, so I really, I, I like that. I mean, it's, it's very, um, rewarding not just you know you know financially for like what i you know what i make off of you know doing it for them but it's it's rewarding because i know i'm actually promoting something and helping getting messaging out that will really help people's lives can turn practices around can really help impact a lot of people in a positive way and that's to me very that's one of the things i love about working with nobs and gkit is that i have such a passion and heart for small business and anything we could do to help small businesses, I, I just, I can't go far enough on that because I think they're just they're the backbone of the country. Uh, they, they change people's lives in so many positive ways. Um, they create jobs. It's just a wonderful, it's just a wonderful market to help small businesses, and I just really appreciate that. Absolutely. Now you've worked with uh, folks that we've mentioned, some of the household names and legends in our industry. Um, what is the best advice you've ever received? I, I think you know I, you know I'll, I'll go one of the best this is the best advice that I think I've gotten from Dan and it is the importance of having <laughs> as ha, every 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 business owner should have a book <laughs> you've got to have a book and so I've actually written two books on copywriting um, and they have been so valuable to me in my business in that it has, yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, I'll just be, I'll share very openly. I am not the greatest marketer of myself. I, I, have, I don't have the, the fanciest website. I don't have detailed funnels. I don't have any of that stuff. I do have a couple books and they have been extremely effective in getting my level of authority and my perceived value up uh, astronomically based on just having those compared to not having those. So I think that was the best advice I ever, and Dan actually um, mentioned my book, my first book to, uh, to his uh, 
to his tribe at some point in some some side newsletter, what I didn't, which I did, it was a newsletter I didn't know he had had going out there, and somebody mentioned it to me and showed it. And he's very complimentary and very, very gracious. It was, uh, it was wonderful. It made me feel great. Uh, so I, that to me, you know, having a book gives you a level of authority, prestige that few other things can do for you. Absolutely. Uh, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. Thank you for spending some of it with us. For our audience, for our um, listeners and viewers who want to learn more about Jack Turk and what you do and what you can do for them, where is the best place for them to go? Well, I do have a website. It is uh, www.writekillercopyfast.com. Writekillercopyfast.com. And there's, I have some examples of uh, the, like my daily email I send out. There's also a, a three-step uh, headline kit that you can get there that will help you write headlines. Killer headlines really fast, and that's a nice little, nice little uh, tool that I'm giving away in exchange, of course, for your email address. Uh, so that's there. And if you want to just write me an email, it's jack at writekillercopyfast.com. Awesome. Jack Turk, writekillercopyfast.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.